guys. This is Gary. Today is the 7th of October. We just finished game week 8, and what a game week it was. Um, not the most enjoyable for, I think, a lot of us managers. I think folks either did really well, um, which is a minority of the group, um, and most of us didn't do all that well. Um, we are we are on the side of not doing all that well. Looks like the average for the week was only 36 points, um, and the high was 100. <clears throat> um, you know, 36, not that great. I believe we got 31 points, so even less than great. Um, you know, it's interesting. Our on paper, our team is so. Uh, exciting for us. I mean, we've got, we've got quite the team in here. We'll go ahead and share that with you because I know you're super interested in it. Sorry, we got 35 points, not 31. So just under <clears throat> the average, but we've got Pope and goal, Alexander Arnold, Otamendi and Lundstrom on defense. Uh, in the middle, we had McGinn. Sterling was our captain. Cantwell, Salah, um, and we had KDB in there just in the off chance that Pep tried to play a uh, Jedi mind trick on us. And actually De Bruyne would start or play at some point. And then we had Pookie and Abraham up top. Uh, because De Bruyne didn't play, uh, Eric Peters came in as the auto sub. Um, and things just fell apart from there. Pope had a good game, seven points. Otamendi, we know what happened to Manchester City, which as a Manchester City supporter just hurts me to the core, but had a clean sheet going for a, a bit of time and actually uh, was even sitting on three bonus at one point. Uh, Liverpool sitting on a clean sheet, of course, conceded. Um, so not all that great there. Um Lundstrom did well, got a clean sheet, which is great. That yellow card, that one point off, kind of hurt a little bit. Um, Peters, Burnley got the uh, got the clean sheet. Unfortunately, he came off in the 54th minute with an injury. I believe it was an ankle injury. So um, that was certainly frustrating. It was just sort of a sign of things to come. McGinn uh, with just one point. Um, Austin Villa with five goals against Norwich, and he's not involved in one of them, which uh, was just unbelievably unlucky um, for any of us that, that started him, and of course for him, the player himself. Sterling with a blank. Um, Man City just could not get it together against a well, a well-played, well-formed Wolves team, so good on them for how they played. Um, of course, Cantwell and Pookie, Norwich just completely castrated in that match and, and nothing doing as far as those two go. Salah with nothing came off um, with a little bit of a knock and, of course, came off right before Mane goes down in the box and, um, and Milner gets uh, the, the penalty goal um, and Salah gets nothing for it. Abraham was really the only player that had, or not really, he was the only player for us that had an attacking return. Thankfully, somebody did. Uh, Pope had the clean sheet, of course. Those are the only two players with any sort of returns for us. 
Kelly on our bench with um, with what an assist uh, and two bonus points, so seven points for him. So <clears throat> just a frustrating week. Um, what we have done moving forward, and this has always been part of the plan, is um, we've brought Hudson Adoy into our team, which we're extremely excited about. Um, he will replace Cantwell. Um, so in the middle now, we have De Bruyne, who we're not getting rid of. We're going to hold on to until we know exactly what's going on with him. Um, Hudson Adoy, Sterling, McGinn, and Salah. We'll talk about Salah and Mane in a minute. Um, up top, we've got Abraham, who we've had for a couple weeks now, and we brought in Vardy. So we had enough money in the bank where <clears throat> we replaced Pookie with Vardy, which we're extremely excited about. And then in the back right now, we've got Alexander-Arnold, Otamendi, Lundstrom, and Pope on our bench, Button, Peters, Kelly, and Greenwood. We'll talk about Greenwood in a minute, too. So we are extremely excited um, about this team. Now, I mentioned a couple of injuries to a couple of our players, and injuries are going to be interesting. Um, they are forcing some people's hands uh, in terms of making transfers, and De Bruyne is one of those injuries or has one of those injuries that is forcing um, a lot of transfers. He's one of the most transferred out players and has been since his injury was announced which I think is a bit strange because um, a lot of managers who dropped him brought in Mares, who uh, turned in a one-point, no, I think a two-point performance, maybe a one-point performance over the weekend. So um, it was one point because I think it came off in like minute 59, 55 or something like that. Um, so that transfer didn't exactly work out. Now maybe it will. In the future, but that's part of the chasing points part, right? Um, <clears throat> this is where uh, a player does really well in game week seven, and everybody's going crazy to get him in game week eight, and then he just falls flat. And that's exactly what happened, and that's extremely frustrating because we've been there and we've done that as much as we preach to people not to, uh, people still do, and it rarely works out the way they had hoped um, because players like. Everything else in life go through cycles, and they play really, really well for a couple games, or maybe a few games, or maybe several games, and then they go flat. And that's just the way things work in sports. Um, it doesn't mean that, at least to us, that you should transfer a player out just because he's scored in six consecutive games, and now he's gone silent for a game, or maybe even two. <clears throat> um, we feel that it's a waste of transfers. I mean, if somebody's seriously injured um, or you sincerely have a better option, then fine. But just to bounce around player to player and just burn through free transfers, um, especially at this time of the season where clearly players are starting to get injured. Uh, the international break just began, so uh, the likelihood of more injuries is high. So we advise... Um, wait and just think about what you're doing. If De Bruyne is back in week nine, then you know this this one-time transfer of, of dropping him and replacing him with Mares and then bringing him back in, which is the intent of a lot of people that we've seen who um, who transferred him out and transferred Mares back in. The plan is to bring De Bruyne back in 
um, for week nine. That seems to make no sense at all to us. Um, But hold on to those transfers, my friends, because uh, the international break, the games have not yet begun, and chances are we will see more injuries. But let's go ahead and talk through um, some of these these injuries. So um, Salah with a little bit of, of a knock. Um, he's listed at 75%. Can't imagine that it's bad. Um, in fact, I think reports are that it's not bad at all. Um, and hopefully he'll just rest a little bit and be good to go. De Bruyne still listed at 75% for his groin. No official word has come down um, from Pep, which of course um, is par for the course with him. Who would ever expect him to be transparent and actually give any information on that? Uh, Hugo Lloris, my goodness, that poor guy. If you saw what happened to his left arm <clears throat> as he was trying to save a goal, I thought for sure that his arm snapped. Um, it was, in fact, a dislocated elbow, which I think is going to be about two months um, of healing time for him, but man, that looked gruesome, and I didn't see it happen live, um, but from what I've read and heard, uh, he was just screaming in pain, so uh, I'm glad that it wasn't more severe than it was, because that looked like a career ender um, for him, so thank goodness it's not. Juan Basaka, even though has fallen from uh, preference with a lot of players, <clears throat> he's injured, um, who else do we have? Mason Greenwood, who I mentioned a minute ago. Uh, we'll talk about him again for another reason. Um, he's injured, not that he's starting a whole lot. <clears throat> um, Peters, like we mentioned, is injured. Benjamin Mendy is injured again. Um, Cantwell just got over, uh, a hamstring injury, and who knows if he was playing at 100%, um, over the weekend, who else? Uh, Connell, Connolly, sorry, Connolly, uh, the star player uh, over the weekend for Brighton with uh, a brace, um, is injured. It's just, uh, it's just Pogba, of course, is injured. Matip is injured. It's just a very long list. Fabianski is out, of course. Jota is injured. It's just Duffy's injured. It's just insane how many players um, are nursing injuries right now. So use those transfers wisely. That's the the moral of our story there. I mentioned Greenwood. I mentioned Connolly, and here's why. Um, Greenwood, despite the hopes of a lot of us owners of his just – isn't getting the starts at all, isn't getting the playing time. Um, but Connolly for Brighton came in, got the start, and um, played tremendously. Uh, and, you know, not sure whether or not he will be a regular starter or not. Um, <clears throat> but you got to start thinking, or we think you should start thinking about what chips you're going to use. So um, bench boost in this case, right? Um, Greenwood is a bench player at best right now on most FPL teams. At some point, you want to build some value in that bench so that you have players that actually start and actually get points 
because at some point you're going to want to play that chip. And the only way you can get optimal points out of that chip is if you have players um, that play. And, you know, ideally that is four players. It's your backup goalkeeper and your three outfield players. Um, but at the very least, three of those four. Um, and the easiest move most likely is for those three players to be the outfield players. And you've got someone like Button or another four million pound goalkeeper on your bench, but start to work towards those. If you don't have other um, transfers that are must-dos, you don't have injured players or anything like that, then look at, and maybe not just yet, because we don't know if Connolly is going to be a full-time starter, although a lot of people have transferred him in, which I don't know if it's brilliant or foolish. I guess time will tell. But um, start to keep an eye on players like that, because those are the guys you're going to want to bring in um, so that come... Much later in the season, whether it be in a double game week, usually in double game weeks, um, is the best time to use that bench boost. Um, You'll be ready. So start to think about that now and start to plan for that stuff now um, because you're going to want to use that. And, you know, before it gets too late or you save, you know, a couple of transfers for the last minute, but then find out you've got an injured player or something happens uh, and you need to use those transfers, make them while you can. And that's when you've got a fit team. You're not super interested in making any other transfers and you have the ability to do so. And prices um, are still relatively low on the players that you want to get. Um, I've seen some people transfer in Triore, which I think is interesting because uh, until Jota comes back, maybe he plays, but, um, those were only, I believe, his second and third goal uh, goals for Wolves. So um, it's not like he's a goal-scoring machine. He had a fantastic game. Uh, but if you're looking for goals from this guy, then that is the, that is the definition of chasing points uh, because I don't know that you'll get a whole lot more out of him. Um, a lot of people are transferring... Salah out and bringing in Mane, which is fine. Mane got a goal and I think a somewhat soft um, assist on the penalty, but nevertheless, he got it. Uh, Remember, guys, like I said, players go through ups and downs and they go through great periods of form and they go through terrible uh, periods of form. So um, there's nothing to say that starting in game week nine, the roles aren't going to flip and Salah's going to be on fire and Mane is going to start shooting blanks. So um, just be aware of those things. I think players like um, Salah and Sterling, and of course Mane if you already have him, uh, players like that are season-long keepers for us. Uh, We know, we have history on them. We know that they are either top FPL points earners or very close to the top. So there's really no need uh, in our minds to get rid of them because they're proven. Yeah, uh, Mares is playing really, really well lately, but is he going to be a full-time starter? I don't know. I guess part of it depends on what's going to happen with Bernardo Silva to some degree and just and what's happening with uh, De Bruyne because... They're starting to run out of those FPL midfield players. 
in City, um, as as deep as their bench is. Just things to think about. Um, on Bernardo Silva, I see a lot of people uh, transferring him out or avoiding him because these people think that he already has a six-match ban. He does not, and we've posted it extremely clearly on our Instagram pages and have reiterated it to people. <clears throat> he is not suspended. That is not suspended. He has until um, the 9th. <clears throat> so he's got a couple more days. He's got till Wednesday uh, to to file his response to this charge of uh, the tweet. Um, you know, the, he's being charged that it was an insensitive racist tweet um, that violates a couple of codes of conduct for players. Uh, that the FA has brought about, and uh, whether he will be banned or not, uh, he has this period of time where he's appealing. Um, there will be, of course, deliberation by the FA, and a decision would be made. So uh, he was not suspended, at least not now. Maybe he will be starting on the ninth, but uh, more to come. And of course, we'll report that information, but. Do your own research or go to sources that are reliable. Uh, someone just saw you know, the words six-match ban and automatically thought that he was banned, and he's not at all. Um, and could have. He didn't, but maybe could have had the game of his life um, against Wolves in week eight. And very little managers would have had him because um, they wrongfully <clears throat> assumed or thought or heard that he was uh, banned, and he wasn't. So that's that, and we'll keep you guys posted on those sorts of things. Moving forward into game week nine, um, like we said, be patient with your transfers and keep an eye on the players that you're thinking about. Make your watch list. Uh, is Connolly on your watch list? Maybe, but I think I would give that a couple more games to see where he really fits into this team. Um Wesley had a great game, uh, but is Wesley the player that's going to consistently deliver for you? Um, probably not, but maybe. Um, who else? Um, Hudson Adoy. Yeah, we took a little bit of a risk getting him, uh, but he's the kind of player that even if he plays just three out of four games, uh, those three games that he's going to play are going to on average, generate enough points to where we're going to be sitting pretty with him. And for right now, he's a great differential. So, you know, this is part of the fun of the game, too. We see so many teams with the same players, and we're guilty of having most of those same players, too. But, um, you know, to take a risk on a player, have a differential or two, um, is part of the fun. So, you know, if you're playing with your friends, or you're talking you know, player strategy um, or personnel with your friends and they're getting all over you that you got to have Mount in your team. Everybody has Mount, you know, maybe, you know, go venture out on your own a little bit and choose a player that you think will do well that that isn't on everybody's radar um, because that's the fun of the game. Otherwise, you're just managing somebody else's team. 
really is what it comes down to. It's not your team anymore. It's, you know, Twitter's team or social media's team or um, the template team that we all talk about so much. So um, have a little fun with it. That's what this is for. Um, You know, you're not going to do anything so foolish that you're going to break your team or or catastrophically ruin your season. But even if you do, you did it with the right intention. So, you know, stressing out over uh, expected goals, expected assists, uh, touches in the box, uh, underlying stats, <clears throat> all that sort of stuff. It's It has a place in this, but um, it's still got to be played by people. And, you know, despite all of these underlying stats and all of these great cases that people can make for one player or another or against one player or another, it still has to be played. And there's the uncertainty of what's going to happen until it actually happens. And that's the exciting part of this, at least for us it is. Um, So keep that up. We're not going to talk a ton about players to watch uh, for Game Week 9 just yet because we've got another week in between. Um, So we'll do that about a week from now, um, getting closer into Week 9. But just kind of that overall strategy, a little bit of a player update, uh, and just sort of talking about what goes through our minds and what we advise um, people that ask us to do. Um, It's always uh, from the standpoint of here's what we would do if we had your team, if we had your budget, if that was our decision to make, here's what we would do. Uh, Because at the end of the day, it really is each individual manager's um, decision to make on what they're doing. And we just want to inform you guys as much as we can, uh, maybe present – uh, different perspectives on things because we all get so deep in the weeds with our own teams that there are things staring us right in the faces that um, we haven't even considered. And it's like, oh my God, <clears throat> I didn't even think about that. or I didn't even see that coming. And uh, that's what we try to be to you guys. And we, we appreciate those um, that trust us. And we've gotten a lot of kind words from people lately. And we really do appreciate that too. Um, and of course, everyone that follows us and um, has a dialogue with us, we appreciate that too. And we will very soon, we're just working out the details, but very soon we will announce the winners of our jersey giveaway. Three people will win um, from Super Soccer Jersey. Um, if you haven't visited them yet, please do. Um, they've got great product um, and their prices are extremely reasonable. So, um, and they ship all over the world. So go ahead and give them. Um, a look. But until next time, guys, this is Gary. Josh is away at his own football training. And we're saying peace, goodbye, and we'll be in touch.